I acknowledge with respect the unceded territory of the Algonquin and Anishinaabeg people whose land I live, work, and play on. Miigwech. This is Umami Conversations, a podcast and community that offers unapologetically honest and therapeutic dialogue through the art of storytelling and mindfulness. I am your host, Agnes Apia, and I and my guests will delve into themes that explore the depths of this human experience. Um, We'll be challenging societal norms and shifting perceptions about issues that are often considered forbidding. This podcast is intended for open-minded women of African descent and their allies who appreciate meaningful conversation and are eager to absorb the wisdom of other women. Please join us as we share our narratives and embrace vulnerability in the effort to create a more compassionate and understanding world. We also kindly ask that you take a moment to leave a review on your preferred platform. Your feedback helps us improve and position us to reach a wider audience. This is Umami Conversation and enjoy this episode. Blessing. My people, my people, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another amazing episode on Umami Conversation. This is your girl. It's me, Agnes Apia. I'm here today with another one. You know, as you all know, this season, we've been really tapping into conversations about the mind, the body, and the soul. And a lot of the previous conversations, we really focused on the soul and the body. This particular episode, we tap into the mind with our guest, Sunny T. Connor. Uh, She's a highly sought after motivational speaker and known for her ability to inspire and empower audiences. Sunny had seven published books, a hair care line, and a successful business and mindset coaching. In this episode, we really dive deep into the realm of self-discovery, consciousness, and the limitless potential within us. And when I say within us, I mean within us people of African Caribbean descent of indigenous roots. She really empowers us to tap into the power of our minds and how to release ourselves from limiting beliefs. Because y'all know how these limiting beliefs be taking a hold of us, okay? So um, it was an amazing episode I loved every part of it and one of the parts that I well I I, honestly I loved every part of it but one of the parts that I loved the most was where Sunny tells us that being brown or of melanated hue or skin tone is an advancement for being a player in this game of life this is unlocking your limitless potential the road to self-actualization and infinite possibility with Sunny T. Connor blessings how have you been how's business i've been i've been so so blessed so blessed on so many levels that sometimes i'll be like this is my life from you Um, know from the life that i had before i knew all the information i know now you mm. know and so it's really um it's really rewarding to go in on this journey that I'm on now. <laughs> mm. Yes. Are you open to share? You don't have to necessarily go into details, but are you open to share a little bit about like where you were, what happened, like the transition or what led you to switch, you know, and to where you are now? Are you open to to share that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so just a little background 
I'm no different than than anyone else. Um, If anything, I feel a lot of my circumstances from my past, um, I was in more poverty. You know, I started off in the projects. I don't really Mm. know a neighborhood. You can start lower than the projects, that kind of public housing, you know. Mm. (laughs) And so um, I had no one around me showing me anything different than poverty, limiting mindsets, a lot of complaining, a lot of, you know, life is screwed, nothing here is good. Mm. Um, And so I didn't have any inspiration. I didn't know where to, but I always knew that I wanted more and there was more out here and I didn't know how I knew, I just knew it. And so Mm. I searched for it. I read it in books. I read other people's lives, other success stories. And I became part of my environment before I came to the moment of be you, be yourself. Mm. And Mm. so me being part of my environment means that whatever was going on in the hood, I was also in that vibration. So Mm. I was smoking, I was this, I was that, whatever was cool, whatever, you know, was in my immediate circle is what I did. Mm. (laughs) I was a product of my environment. Mm -hmm. I was poverty. I thought the way everyone else thought, but I Mm. always had this little whisper Mm. that was like, you know, it's more out here. There's There's more. more. There's more. There's more. There's more. You know it. You know it. You know it. And I would say, but how, where? I don't see it. I see it on TV. I don't know. I mean, like, and um, it never stopped whispering. And um, everyone has that voice. Everyone Mm -hmm. has that voice. When you're in an abusive relationship, you have that voice. When you're, you know, at a job that you hate, you have that voice. We tend to let our ego talk us out of listening to the voice. Your Mm -hmm. ego is is a maniac (laughs) that is so obsessed with you being the greatest thing of all that no matter what's going on, your ego will tell you you're right. People are doing things to you. It's, you know, things are happening to you. And then it will, it's the same voice that will beat you down when Mm. you make a mistake. (laughs) Mm. You know, you should be grateful. Why did you do that? That was stupid. You know better. It's the same voice that tells you you're better than everyone else. And it's also the same voice that tells you you're a piece of crap when you make a mistake. Mm. And so it's really important to listen to the voice is what I call it. You know, it's the voice and it's calm. It's Mm. never all up in your face. It's never like, do this, write that book, start that job. It's never like that. Mm. It's so calm. The vibration of it is a knowing. It's not trying to convince you. It Mm. knows. It knows what you are. It knows how grand you are, how much light you bring to the world, how beautiful you are, you know, in the inside, it knows you. So it doesn't yell at you. It doesn't force you. It Mm. doesn't push you. It doesn't motivate you even, you know, Mm. it's so calm in the knowing of who you are. And when you find that voice (laughs) and follow it with bliss, your life will change. I mean, almost instantly. 
Mm. It will start that day. Wow. So I guess we started the conversation already. (laughs) (laughs) We're already in it. We're already in it. But before I dive in deeper, I want to say thank you. Thank you, Sunny, for your presence. Thank you for your existence. You know, I took the time to go back on your on your um, YouTube page and look at your page and just kind of absorb your energy and everything that you're putting out there in the world. And you're, you're that force. You know, you're that force that a lot of young girls, young boys need. You know, as you said in the beginning, you came from the projects, you know, you came from that space where it seemed like there was absolutely no hope. It seemed like this was the only space, the only thing that you would do forever. But you listen to that still small voice within you and you are here. You're a motivational speaker. You're a coach. You're an author. We're going to talk about your newest book really soon and we're connecting here. And like, while you're talking, I'm just having, just had goosebumps all over. Cause like, you're the real deal girl. <laughs> you know, if I Thank can say that you. you're the Thank real you so deal. Much. And I'm so pleased to be with you. You know, I wanted to connect with your energy for quite a while. I think yeah. it was a, a year ago when my assistant reached out to you. So, yeah. um, this is just pure magic, and I'm so grateful to be in your energy, to be in your presence. And we're about to create magic. Yes. I mean, we're, we're about to be electrified mm-hmm. in this space. You know, you're there. I'm here. Where am I? I'm in Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. You're there. Yes, I'm in Tennessee right now. Um, I just finished up a little uh, book gig. But um, you're there, and I'm here, but we are here. You know, we are here. We're in this moment. We're in this space. And this Mm -hmm. space is probably like some of the most beautiful space I'll be in today, you know, with good energy. So I appreciate your energy. I appreciate your presence. And so I'm just grateful that, you know, we finally got this time to make this magic happen. I'm humbled. Thank you. So you're a mindset coach. Part of the things you do, one of them is a mindset coach. Our minds play such a vital part of our existence. But it seems as if that is the part that we use the less. (laughs) A lot of us use the less. You know, there's um, that saying from, um, was that uh, Bob Marley in his song, Redemption Song? He says, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. You know, none but ourselves can free our minds. So just this, and this is a song when it was like in the 60s, the 70s, that that song was built and was created. May his soul rest in peace. And still until this day, a lot of us, when I say us, I mean melanated people don't use that power of our mind. We still don't, we're still enslaved. We're still caught up in either, you know, like this, poverty or slavery mentality or this colonial mentality. I want to have this conversation with you today because I would love for you to shed some light and some empowerment, honestly, specifically to us. How do you step out of this mental enslavement? Where does it start? There's two parts to that. I'll quickly say the two parts and then I'll explain. Mm. And so the first thing is thoughts are just thoughts. Mm. And so you put the energy on them. 
you they're going to come through your mind a million miles an hour all day right Mm -hmm. and you have to decide which ones you're going to pay attention to and which ones you have to almost laugh at them they could be so insane the things that come through your mind, but you have to realize we're on a planet we're we're in a universe. And some of that is the collective. So Mm. some of that is things you've heard from your teacher as a child that you forgot. So all these thoughts that come through your mind all day is a collective of energy that you've been in that space at one time or another in your life. And so they're just random They have no specific timing or reasoning. It's almost like a a faulted program. And so Mm. the program jumps off the meter and it just, you know, I love what you said. And, and, And we absorb it as if it's, as if it's valid information and it's not, it's not, Mm. you're part of a frequency of everything that's on this planet Mm -hmm. so if there is a dog that's close to you in your vicinity that's hurt you're picking up on that dog energy and you're having this random thought and so the thoughts just pick up on a like-minded vibration so if a dog hurt means that you were hurt as a child one time and you're around a dog that's close to you that's hurt It'll find a thought that's close to that energy. Wow. What does hurt feel like? Now Mm -hmm. you're sitting there or you're just in your house on your laptop and a thought come through your mind of a time that someone abused you when you were a child. Mm. That's how connected we are. Wow. So they're not your thoughts. They are energies. They are frequencies. And unfortunately, if you're on this planet, you're going to pick up a Mm -hmm. lot that's in your surrounding. Mm -hmm. So you would want to um, you will want to know the information that that's not you. It's Mm -hmm. it's the beginning of you freeing your mind. It's, Mm -hmm. It's the absolute beginning of you freeing your mind. So that's something to keep in mind that you're on a planet as a collective. And so don't take all those thoughts so serious. So that's the first part to that. Now Mm. for us specifically, us with this beautiful melon, this Mm. powerful, powerful gift Mm. to be brown. It's such a pleasure and such a, It's almost like an advancement for your Mm. player in this game of life. Come on. So if we're playing on the board and you know, you play Monopoly, everybody gets to pick a player, right? And when you chose this black player, it comes with power. Mm. It comes with strength. We can feel the sun. We are so electrical. We're so electrified in this magnitude of this energy that's here Mm. our hair is vibration and so so people will laugh at our hair and say oh our hair is nappy our hair is this our hair is so dense okay it's not straight it's not flat nothing can invade our scalp okay everything that every way we are designed is specifically to be the survivor player in the game. Mm. 
And unfortunately, that is going to be a threat to others, which will cause hate, which will cause uh, elimination. The problem that we have is we're so powerful that we are eliminating ourselves. We have now become a threat to to each other. Mm. Because we're that powerful. We're that intimidating. We intimidate the others. We intimidate. And now it's like, we don't know. We we wasn't properly taught what to do with it. So we take it out on the same kind of energy, which happens to be ourselves. People don't. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, you go. You finish. I'll, I'll go after you. Go ahead. Yeah. So that was that was the second part that I wanted to get to. But in order to fix this and to start working to get this in a totally different direction to put us back on our original path, our original journey to know who we are, to know which player we are on the board is to create a new story. We got to stop talking about how broke we are. We got to stop twerking and just wasting. uh, We're we're on a planet with unlimited possibilities and you can do whatever you want here. Right. And we don't have to waste it doing low vibrational things. Now, I'm not saying there's something wrong with twerking because I already know Mm. people will come for me. But I said what I I was about to say, but I said what I said. Okay, if you have a platform and you have an opportunity for millions of people to watch you, Mm. why must you shake your butt on that platform? If you Mm. want to twerk at your family cookout or at the club and you having fun, twerk, have Mm -hmm. fun. But Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the way that we present ourselves on a platform Mm. where you have the opportunity for the world to see you. It's time for us to show that power to show that we are the survivor players and being the survivor players on the game of life is not an easy player to be it's not but we are equipped with everything to survive this experience now you have players on the game um where their role is creativity where Mm. where their role um is you know money Mm-hmm. Uh, they they own the energy or frequency of money, financial literacy, financial, you know, and that's a given. Mm-hmm. They're born with that, yeah. you know. They're born with that knowledge. It's part of their of their history, their ancestors, you know. Right. But right. we're the survivors. There's nothing you can do. You can burn us almost. Like there, where we are the survivor player, and what that means is we're gifted with everything to survive in this environment even being in the sun we're not going to get skin cancer they're trying to start scaring you know black people into being afraid of the sun as well we never have to fear the sun they're they're starting to say oh you guys can die or you can get skin cancer you can get this you can get no no we cannot Mm-mm. we thrive off of that power and that sun give us power and it's almost like if we were a plug we need to plug in we need to plug into nature you know we need to plug in to all the high frequency energies they hear. Don't be afraid of the sun. If I have to tell, mm. you know, any of our people anything, don't start acting scared of the sun. You know, I 
or some girls like, oh, I got, I can't go out to the beach because I got to get some sunscreen and I got to do this and I got to, no, you have to be black <laughs> and love it and appreciate it and kiss the sun, hug the sun. Don't run from it. It's Don't your- run from the sun. Yes. I know I went on a whole tangent about that, but I have to get these little messages out while I'm talking to someone who is open to hearing. No, but you're you're speaking such truth. You know what I mean? It it's it may sound like something so like the sun, but I think we don't understand the power of these elements. We don't understand the power of nature with us. We are. We are nature we and that are. fuels us. It feeds us, you know, it allows us to, to become. And when, you know, when you were talking and you spoke about how we were each other's, like, because we are, we are, we are so powerful, we are harming each other. I had a thought that came to mind and it made me think about how, you know, I don't know about you, but growing up, there was a lot of times where, um, you know, when when there was like a another melanated sister around, will some of us will feel a bit intimidated and be like, oh my goodness, this girl she has such a big presence. Oh my goodness, she's so extra. Oh my goodness, she's so this, she's so that, she's so this, she's so that, and we'll feel intimidated intimidated by this other individual. But the thing is that whatever resides or whatever power or whatever presence that that woman or that girl, that boy has, you carry the same thing. Or you couldn't recognize it. But you couldn't. You couldn't recognize it. And that was the perfect example of us hating us and how our power is so intimidating, not just to our own race, it's intimidating to, that's why racism still exists. You know, our presence bother people because when we come there is such a aura it's almost like an invisible light that's around Mm. us Mm. and it's such a strong presence that is threatening to the other Mm. humans you know they feel threatened and like i said we have we have evolved so strong that the threat has even become such a big threat to ourselves and Mm. I remember I've always had a huge presence. I've always been very confident. And I remember walking in a room full of, you know, our women and they would break their faces down. I mean, they would mug me, roll their eyes, turn their head like, oh, nothing just walked in here. You know, it would be such a toxic, um, it would be such a toxic space. Yeah. If I walked in a room with all all black women and many occasions I can remember feeling the hate and I haven't even opened my mouth yet. I just walked in the room and I'm always smiling. So Mm -hmm. I I never walk in the room angry. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. always happy to be alive, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what do we do with that? Why would we feel that way? Well, it's so crazy what I'm about to say, but other women would feel that way because it's in them too. Yeah. They just haven't figured it out. They haven't exactly. figured out how to walk in the room and shine their light, how to Damn. be that confident. So it immediately mm-hmm. 
gives them something to envy, but you don't have to envy that. It's you. <laughs> Anything that you can see or recognize, you have the potential to be it. Anything. Because mm. we're mm. all on this planet together. So if you can see it, it's possible. You know, yes. if you can recognize it, then that means you have enough frequency to see that it exists. There's yeah. things going on in Egypt that we can't see exist. So yeah. in our world, we wouldn't be able to manifest that without mm. being able to actually see with our mm. imagination that that exists. Mm. We would have to see it. So if you see power in someone, you know that power exists. You know that you are power. And you're feeling this uncomfortable feeling because you're not walking in what you really are. It's never really about the person. It's mm -mm. Never. It's never and, about the person. And the reason why you're not walking in what you really are is because your mindset is not right. Yeah. Because there's blockages in your mindset that doesn't allow you to even go far. That doesn't allow you to imagine. That doesn't allow you to, to tap into like just that you know, that universal potential and, 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 you know, I'm recently learning so much more about like the universe and how we're part of it and how we are it. And, and it's just blowing my mind to understand that a lot of times we feel like we're all alone. You know, a lot of times there's people that feel like they're by themselves and they'll see women like you um, coming into a room and they'll start envying them. But when you know that you are part of the universe, that you, that the universe and its whole lives inside of you, that you are stardust, you see that woman walking in that room and you're going to say, hey, sis, hey, sis, you're going to go up to her and you're going to, you're going to tap into that frequency and see and level up. And that's the one, and, and, and unfortunately, very sadly, we don't see enough of that. You know, we really don't see enough of it. And I want to ask you like, okay, so now you said there, there, are, there, are, there are two things. There's the, the, the whole thought, how sometimes we, thoughts are just, it's the thoughts, <laughs> you know, you don't have to take it upon yourself and, no. and make it your own or, and make or it anything. part of your identity. Yeah. yeah. It's thoughts, just thoughts, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's also sometimes ro road blockages. What would you tell to a person that has tried and that is trying to step out of this space or this mindset or this lack of mentality or this mindset that keeps them at the same place and they feel like there's nothing more that they could do because they've done it all. They feel like they've done it all. What words could you maybe like empower them with what would you yeah. yeah okay so even if you feel like you've done it all we never get it done you're, mm. you're never finished until this experience is over you don't get it done and mm. so that's one thing to stop yourself from feeling like I've done everything I felt like that before too I've had this one book and I felt like I did everything to get it out there to the people. I did it. You didn't do everything. There is millions of possibilities, mm -hmm. you know? Did you go sell it out the trunk of your car? Did you go do this? Did you go do that? Did you go do this? Did you that you you've never hit every possibility? It's almost like if you're on a you're on your way to Texas, there is 
thousands of streets you could take. You can mm. take the highway. You can go this way. You can ride a bike. You can take a plane. You can take a car. You can do this. We're on a planet of unlimited possibilities. So anytime mm. you're thinking, I've done all I can do, you haven't even done a fraction mm. of what you can do. It's is you haven't even done a fraction of what you can do. You are, I have to keep saying this because I want, if nothing else, this part stick your unlimited possibilities. Unlimited. Unlimited. When you wake up in the morning, the possibility of what you do with that day is unlimited. You will limit yourself to say you have to go to work, but no, you can call out. You can take a shower. You can take a bath. You can go to the beach. You can run some errands. You can go to the market. You can go help the homeless for the day. You can take a day off and help the homeless. You know, you can make a meal for your mom. You can do your mom hair. You can do this. You can do that. You can do this. You can do that. You can do that. We choose to live like robots. We choose <laughs> to stay so lackful. It's mm. not that lack is here. This mm. planet shows you everything in abundance. In abundance. Yes. There's so many trees. You couldn't even count them if you wanted to. Yes. The sky is so big that you could put your head up and turn around in a circle and you still couldn't see how, it, how big it is. Mm. That there is millions of buildings trillions of houses yeah. billions of people nothing is lack mm. there's there's trillions of mosquitoes i mean <laughs> even something as small as an ant mm -hmm. there are so many of them there we couldn't many. begin to count mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so life shows you abundance yeah if you're not living in an abundance lifestyle it, it's you and how can you change that yeah. how can you change your mindset what are some techniques That's that, Let's give them yeah. some techniques. Let's yeah. give them some techniques. Number one, you can start looking at life. I call it the big eyeball, right? Because what we can see with our eyes is only limited to our peripheral, to our immediate surroundings, yeah. what's in this space, what's yeah. in this energy. But you do know around the corner an existence exists. Yeah. But you can't see it from right here. Mm -hmm. I can't see what's going on around there from right here. But if I start using the big eyeball and I call it the big eyeball because it can see everything. You can call it God, all that is, the universe, all, all knowing. I mean, there are so many words you can use for whatever feel good for you. But I use the big eyeball because that's uh, universal and it reminds people that their vision is involved in this tool. Okay. So with the big eyeball, it can see all things that you can't see. So mm -hmm. it can see possibilities that you don't even know exist yet. You don't mm -hmm. even know there's people around the corner and what they're doing. Now, here's a, a very solid tool that people can start with today. And you can look at tomorrow and say, wow, like tomorrow you can look back at today and say, wow, mm -hmm. yesterday was magical. And that is perceiving everything as a part of you. Growing up, I was under the impression that public speaking was for anyone and everyone. 
But it's not until in college when one of the students who was a basketball player at that time had to do a oral presentation and homie was sweating bullets and he was shaky. And that was the first time that I ever saw somebody have so much trouble speaking in public. My second encounter was in church when one of the leaders at church was asked to give a word. And when I tell you that the word was totally off, (laughs) it was totally off. And you could tell the public speaking was not part of their strength. See, I share this not to, you know, make these individuals look bad, but I share this to let you know that my ability to engage a crowd, my ability to catch a crowd's attention and to make them feel at home and enjoy the night is a gift. And it's a gift I realized that's been passed on from my grandparents to my uncles to myself. I am Agnes Apia, and I am not only your host, but I am a bilingual MC. The Umami Conversation podcast has been sponsored forever since it started by my personal brand, the Agnes Apia brand. And I would like to offer a 15% discount to anyone that is looking for an MC. My website is www.agnesapia.com. Book a time where we could talk and meet and see if we are the perfect fit. My goal is to make sure that your event is mesmerizing, breathtaking, and a whole lot of fun. So book me for your next wedding, women's event, or corporate event at agnesapia.com. So so Mm. use your vision. If you see someone that looks dirty, remember a time that you skipped a bath. Mm. You know? Oh, that's a part of me. If you see someone hungry or homeless, oh, I know poverty. That's a part of me. Hmm. You see someone struggling in a relationship, oh, I've been cheated on. That's a part of me. Hmm. You see someone get uh, gaining more weight and they're heavy set. Oh, I've I've picked up some pounds during COVID. <laughs> that's a part of me, you know. Hmm. And so when you look at life as if everything is a part of you, like you don't step on the ant on purpose and kill it. You Mm. see the ant walking by and they living in their own reality and you say, oh, that's a part of me. Mm. It opens up. It opens up something so magical that your mindset will naturally shift. Wow. It will naturally shift into a knowing that, hey, if all of this is a part of me, mm-hmm. I'm running this show. <laughs> okay? I'm running this show. Mm-hmm. I'm the creator of my reality. It's mm-hmm. all a part of me. Mm-hmm. So if it's all a part of me, I can skip. I can jump on a plane today. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to visit this state or do this or do that. It, it opens up the knowing the knowing of the power that's in you. Yeah. See, we we are we are closing our power. It's like we have to open it up. And the way to open it up is to start looking at life. You have to perceive it differently. It's yeah. all perception. It's perception. It's, it's all perception. I'll tell you, a wealthy person is living a wealthy experience because they are perceiving things totally different. Totally, yeah. I'll give you an example that's in Society Versus You, uh, my new book. And it is when I was a little girl, I walked into a store and I was with a friend. She had a dollar. I had 50 cents. And you remember when back then 
a bag of chips was a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you so if you had fifty cents, you can get a bag of chips and yeah. a quarter and a quarter huggy juice. Mm-hmm. I think they were called huggies or whatever, right? Okay. Yeah. And so I have my fifty cents. And I'm so excited because I already know what I can get. And I go in the store and this was the day that chips went from being 25 cents to 35 cents. Mm-mm. Right. Okay. That's how lackful my environment is that I, that this 10 cent different changed my whole Everything. day. So just walk with me in this story really quick. Yeah. So I go in there, I grab the bag of chips, I grab the juice and the Chinese guy, Mr. Lee, he says, uh, you don't have enough. You don't have enough. And I said, yes, I do. I get enough. And he's like, no, chips are 35 cents now. And I get angry, right? Because I'm so lackful that I get angry because life felt like I never had enough when I was young, you know? So he's like, and so I told my friend, uh, his chips went up to 35 cents. We're going to walk to the news to another store, right? And the Chinese guy says to me, he says, they're 35 cents everywhere now. Look at the bag. So I picked the bag of Funyuns up and it was printed on the bag, 35 cents. And so I said, I threw it down and I just <laughs> grabbed some little penny candy. You remember mm-hmm. penny candy? Mm-hmm. I just did some penny candy and took my juice and I left the store and I was so angry, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, this was only 10 cents. Now I bring this story up because a little girl in Beverly Hills Mm. going to the store, Mm. right? She's not going to even know 35 cent chips is it. She's going to pick up what she wants. Mm. She's going to get it. She's going to go in her fancy car. She's going to eat her chips Mm. and her her life story goes on. Mm -hmm. So perception is huge because this little girl feel like she doesn't have enough Enough, yeah which if she feel like she doesn't have enough she feel like she's not enough Mm. wow 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 now what i would have liked in a perfect world and what i want to give to our people is even though those chips had went up i would have liked someone to say to me you're going to be so marvelous. You're going to be so magnificent in this lifespan that you'll always make enough. That's you'll always funny. make enough money to get these chips. You'll always, this is nothing. This is, this is funny. Now you need to know how to have 65 cents instead of 50 cents, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it wasn't presented to me that way. Of course not. It wasn't some angel there to teach me this lesson. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I didn't have enough. And that that shifted me as a child to you. You never have enough to you're not you never have enough. But the fact that you also said it also you also internalize the message that you are not enough. You know, and that brings me back to think about how our environment also enables us to create these messages inside of us, you know, and it's really important. And and this is something I'm also learning how as children, children, we tell ourselves so many things like so much we feed. It's like our, our, it's like the, our, our imagination doesn't have a limit. So when there is even something negative, 
that imagination is going to tap into that negativity. And then we're just feeding ourselves all of these negative information and that's shaping our minds. And these are the minds that are going to be, that are going to grow up into becoming teenagers, becoming adults, becoming older people that unfortunately are not going to be living their fulfilled life because of a message that they told themselves as a child. At seven years old. Now, that message goes, let's talk about the mind a bit. That message goes into a certain area in your brain Mm. and it starts that program. Yeah. So we have a program of emotion. A message only stays in a program if an emotion is attached to to it. it. So because I felt angry, every time I don't have enough, I feel angry. Every time I don't have enough, if I don't have enough for a car note or this or that, until I change my mindset. I'm talking about the previous The previous, yeah. yeah. This me, me, this me right here, right now is the best version of me I've ever been. My entire existence here. Mm. I know more. I'm tapped into more. Nothing can harm me. I'm eternal. There Mm. is no lack here. I can have whatever Mm. I want. I will spend every dime in my bank account and be confident enough that the universe will replenish it literally that I'm never going to need for anything else as long as I'm here. And that's not cocky or arrogance. It's a knowing I'm never going to need for anything else as long as I'm here. I've tapped into it. And so once you tap into it, it's flowing. You tap into that frequency. You can't can't drink up all the water in the river, you know? (laughs) You can't Mm -hmm. run out of ocean. I mean, (laughs) we're on an abundant planet, literally. You know, you you can't run out. And so people would say, well, if we're on an abundant planet, why are there people starving? Mm -hmm. People are starving. Because they are already in the energy of not enough. From a moment that a baby is born into that type of poverty, people are telling that baby, even if they give them a, even if that one day they have food, savor that food, save Mm -hmm. that food, only eat a little bit, save Mm -hmm. some crumbs tomorrow. So that's a program. Mm -hmm. So that baby's going to always starve because it don't even know that food a lot of food exists somewhere in the world, right? Mm, And so this is the sadness of your environment creates your program. Yeah. But here's the beautiful, here's the, here's the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. The program is not you either. Mm. The program can be reprogrammed. That's not you either. So you can start knocking the program out step by step. Mm. For me, with the poverty and money, I start knocking that program out by doing certain things, spending money, giving money away. If I had a good waiter, I asked the waiter, what do you think you worth? How, how do you think your service was? Oh, I don't want to tell you. Blah, blah, blah. No, give me a number. Well, to me, I worked hard today. I think I worked for $100. Bam, here's a blue face. Look at that. You know, because when I started doing that, I changed my program with money. Like, wait a minute. Money is just energy. Money is just frequency. It's just going from hand to hand. You know, it's even in your bank account. It's not even really money. It's just some numbers on a computer. It's currency. Yeah. I changed my entire program about money. 
If all of us tried to go to the bank right now and take our money out, like all of us, it wouldn't be there. It's just, it's just some numbers in the computer. The bank don't even print that much. They don't even have the reserve. Don't even print that much money. It's not even that much money that actually exists. Yeah. Right. They're expecting yeah. you to use your card and this and that, but actual cash, if everyone tried to go to the bank and get cash, it wouldn't be there. Yeah, it wouldn't. So all- that's why, that's why sometimes when you go to the bank and you want to take out a large amount, some banks don't give you the large amount like right there right then i tried to take out, <laughs> i tried to take out ten thousand dollars one time and i had to speak to a supervisor yeah. i had to go to the back mm-hmm. i had to go through this they told me next time i need to give them to mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. i was like what mm-hmm. you know and so <laughs> it was a realization my money it was a the realization they don't even be having if everyone came in and even asked for a fraction of their money they wouldn't be able to provide it you know so i said that to say Start looking at money like, oh, that's just a number in a bank account. Mm. And if you don't have that much money in your bank account, that's not you. That's right. See, we what we do is we will take these situations and relate them to, to actually being us. Yeah. We'll say, I'm broke. Yeah. No, you're not broke. Those those digits is messed up in that computer. <laughs> you yeah. know, don't put that energy into your soul mm. and tell yourself these stories. I'm not enough. I'm broke. You know, I'm ugly. I'm unworthy. I'm this. No, no, no. You look at what's happening and start perceiving it from the big eyeball. You know that. Oh, there's no money in that bank account, but I get paid Friday. It's some money mm-hmm. there. You know, start telling yourself a real story, not your limitations that's in your program. Talking about limitations in the world of mindset, they, we talk a lot about like n- limiting beliefs. You hear that word a lot. <laughs> you know, your limiting beliefs and your limiting beliefs and you got to do this to like exile your limiting beliefs. What in the world are limiting beliefs first and foremost? And <laughs> And then um, I know you're giving examples of how you kind of switched your frequency when it came when it came to money. But how about when it comes to just like the person themselves? You know, how can they switch their limiting beliefs about their themselves in order to tap okay. into a new frequency? Yes, number one limiting beliefs is just believing that is not more than what you can see right then and there. Mm. You're limiting your belief to what's what is Mm. and what is is actually the past. And Mm. I know hold your question for me that that this original question, if I get off topic, but I got to say this. What is is the past and the reason it's the past because everything is happening now. Mm. And so where you live at right now, where you work at right now. There was one day that you were manifesting that, Mm, mm. right? You were hoping to move in a bigger place or this kind of job. And so now that you have it right now, your your soul is already on the next task. Mm. You're already on your next journey, but it all happens now. It feels like it happened then or in the future, but it's all in the now. It's all in this moment. It's always, always in this moment. It's the reason why the past don't exist. People will say, yes, it do. That happened. Listen, you can't get on a bus 
and go back to the past. We can't be like, come on, y'all. Let's go back to 1985 when my mama was, you know, out there doing this and doing that. And I could tell her to be better. No, you can't do it. It's You only can go off of a program yeah, of a, a memory. memory in your mind. Yeah. But actually, the past don't even exist. It's not It's mm. not nowhere we can tangibly touch. Mm. We can't touch it. We only can remember. And guess what? A lot of our memories aren't as good as we think they are. True. People add stuff to the story. But then why are we so hooked on the past if the past doesn't exist? Because a lot of us are still hooked on it. A lot of us still live our lives. Like um, me, I've, I think I lived in the past for basically my whole life and it's just maybe like three four years ago that I came to that realization that hold on every single time that I try to move forward the one thing that brings me backward is that past is that old story that I keep telling myself and I keep convincing myself that I am you know so for someone like me that live in the past you can't tell me that the past doesn't exist. Like I experienced it, sis. Oh, I went through it. I know. <laughs> yes, yes, you went through it. And that's a that's a beautiful word you said. You went through it. Mm. You were there. You are now. You are here now. You went through I it. I love that. You walked that path. And so if that was a dirt road and you went through it and you walked it, and you said, ah, I forgot my wallet. Ah, I forgot this. You can't turn around. Mm. The path, it's like the path disappear as you walk it. Oof. I've never said this before. See, Oof. this is this is the energy I'm in right now where the thoughts come through me. This is the real me. This isn't an ego talking Oof. right now. This isn't a story I just, talking. I just got this goosebumps is the real me. right there. Yeah. So as you're walking through, through it, every step is like disappearing magic being on like a magic rainbow and you're walking through. And every time you walk that part of the rainbow is gone. So you, if you try to turn around and walk back, you can't go anywhere. You'll become a pile of salt. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Cause while you were talking, it reminded me of that biblical story. Um, that story of, uh, I think they were running away from somewhere. And one of the, the ladies, I forgot the story. They forgot the names. It's there in my head somewhere. But they were running away from their town. And they were told not to look back. And the wife of of the, the, the dude <laughs> looked back. And she became a pile of salt. Yeah. So and that's what that's you do to image. yourself every yeah. time you look back. And what happens to a pile of salt? It stays stagnant and it melts away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you went through it. That's true. That's a fact. But you're not experiencing it now. In this moment, absolutely nothing is happening to you. And whatever you went through, it just was so that you could take that next step to be who you are right now. Mm. Which is why I say right now, because again, it's all about the now. The present moment. You keep the present moment. You bring yourself back to this moment. If something is bothering you, bring yourself back to this moment. If you remember something horrific from your past, bring yourself back to the moment. It takes practice. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that all these things can be done overnight. 
you know, but you have to start somewhere. Mark Twain said the secret to getting ahead is to get started. Mm. That's the secret to getting ahead. You have to get started. And so you start now by you can convince yourself that the past exists Mm. because you can say, like you said, I went through Mm. it. It did happen. Mm. But is that a story that you want to tell? Because I can convince you that it don't exist Mm. because I I want you to take me there right now. And if you can't, poof, it doesn't exist. Wow. So, so, so we replan it in our mind and our mind, it only exists in your mind and you are the creator of your reality. You are controlling your mind. Like I said before, some of the thoughts are just thoughts and they're coming in and coming in and you have to actually become the watcher, the real you watch the thoughts, watch them, you know, watch them play around in your mind and come over here and tell you of something that happened and this and that. And then you can just watch them and thoughts don't like to be watched. Mm. What happens to them when they are watched? Oh, they disappear. They can't stand it. They can't stand it. So, so what is thought mm-hmm. wanting? What does thought want when it when it when it appears? Every program in you wants to exist. It is afraid to die. Wow. So it pops back up, you know. It waits for something like-minded to happen. It waits for you to be in the grocery store with not enough to pay for your groceries. You know, maybe you left your, your card in the car. It is, it's a program that's waiting for the opportunity to come back into your experience. So the moment that you left your wallet in the car and you don't have enough or you swipe your card and they say declined and the, the lady tells you it declined, right? It declined. She's always says it with a smile and a smirk, right? It declined. Mm-hmm. You don't have enough, right? And then... There goes that program. It's like, yes, she doesn't have enough. I lived. And, and, Sorry mm-hmm. for cutting you, but what you're saying, it's it's just no, blowing my mind. Like there's so many things going through my mind because what I'm understanding from what you're sharing in this moment is that everything has a vibration. Everything have, has, has its movement. Every, every single thing, the visible and the invisible has a vibration. And thought is a vibration that wants to oh, exist yeah. in the present moment. So it comes and it shows itself to individuals, depending on what your environment was, what the type of information that you've seen, heard, smelled, felt, touched, and taught comes. And it says, let me live in you. Let me live in you. Oh my goodness. You just... Because, because it's a vibration. So people don't understand vibration and we just, we just uncovered vibration for someone who doesn't understand vibration, you know, but that it's a vibration. It picks up on like-minded frequencies over and over and over again. And it need to feed off of emotion for it to get its cue to come in. So the moment the lady told you that your car declined, you felt a feeling. And your program is familiar with that feeling. So then it throws you all the thoughts from whenever you felt that feeling, from when you felt it when you were seven, when you felt it when you was 22, when you felt it when you didn't have enough to pay your rent one year, it gives you that frequency. So imagine if the majority of your day, 
your thinking high vibrational thoughts. You will begin to live in pure magic. And that's where I live at most of the time. (laughs) I live in pure magic because I'm aware now that when that feeling comes, when that thought comes, okay, here come the program. So I play with it. Mm. I play with it. It catches me sometimes. And I go down a rabbit hole of feeling sorry for myself, feeling down, feeling like, oh, I'm not enough. I can't get ahead. I'm this, I'm that. I, it, it catches me. Mm-hmm. But for the most part now, of because of my awareness, it can only get me, I say, 20 minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. at best yeah. out of my entire yeah. day. And then when I slow down, come to the now moment, that's when I realize every time, oh, it's the program. Mm-hmm. It's the program. So I have certain programs that no longer exist in me because I have watched the thoughts so much. They disappear. Watch the thoughts disappear. Watch the thoughts. And now they no longer exist in me. Like, like I told you before, I'm not trying to just use money because there's so much more to us than money, Mm -hmm. but the money thing no longer exists in me. I don't care if every card in my wallet declines. I will get excited. I will be like, what's coming? (laughs) If I'm this broke, what is coming, universe? What are you about to give me? Every card is declining. You know, every card is declining. What am I about to get? Am I about to hit the mega million? It's that frequency. It's that elevation. It's it's what Mm -hmm. it's all about. So that's one program that is dismissed. And then confidence. You know, things that I had low self-esteem about or insecurities about. I have every time that insecurity would come up, that program, I watch the thought, watch the thought, watch the thought, watch the thought. You have to remember the real you. This is how you can tell the fake thoughts from what what you really are. The real you is obsessed with you Mm. in the best way possible. Mm. It wants you to win in every area of your life. Mm. It's your soul. It's what came into this physical body with Mm. you, right? And so anytime you're having a thought that is not for you to win, Mm. it's not you. Anytime. Any thought. So for for someone that is trying to really tap into, I guess, loving themselves and changing their limiting beliefs is really the question of observing those thoughts that are coming through. And I feel like the way that you observe those thoughts, it's through mindfulness and meditation mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, because to, it's, it's, it's so loud. The thoughts are super loud and just society in its whole is chaotic (laughs) and it's loud. And every you have to protect you have to protect your Yes. Yes. So watch what you watch. Yes. Watch what you watch. I don't watch the news. People say you need to know what's going on in the world. No, I don't. If something really dramatic is going on, like the U.S. is about to get blown up or something, best believe I'll have a phone call from my mom or a friend. I don't need to watch these things every day to know what's going on in the world. The really, really important things that's going on, someone will tell me. I don't need to put that type of information in my mind. Watch who you're following on social media. These are small things you can change right now because you have to remember we have a picture, a program, 
an imagination. So if on your timeline is a bunch of negativity on social media, mm-hmm. then you've picked up those energies all day long, all day long, all day long. I remember once the last time I watched the news, uh, my my voice, the one I call the mm. voice, came in and whispered to me. It was a long time ago. I think I was 18 the last time I watched the wow. news. That's how long it's wow. been. And I was watching the news and a, a house had burned down and two kids had died mm. and, and, and five other people. And it ruined my whole day. day. I mean, it hurt me. I was feeling so um, sympathetic and I was driving to work in so much pain because of, of what happened to that family and the voice came and said how many houses didn't burn down mm. and that was the day I realized the news only tell you the negative and it makes the world look so horrible because it's only showing a negative yeah. but the negative is only like I mean don't quote me on this it's only like Seven percent of life is just being shown to yeah. us. But how much good? How many of us woke up healthy? Yep. It'll just show us the ones with cancer. Yeah. You know, how many of us don't have yeah. cancer? How many houses didn't yeah. burn down? You know, so that's not being programmed in us. So people think the world is horrible. But there's a little percentage of horrible going on in this world. This world is good. There is so much more good than bad. Wow, man, Sunny, you said you yo you you yo, you schooled me. <laughs> You've educated me, but there's something that I, I'd love to tap into a little bit before we close up today. Um, I hear okay a lot of. Um, women or men, mostly women, because I speak to more women, um, use the word imposter syndrome. And I don't know. I, I just feel like it's like it's been overused. I feel like that word. I don't I don't use it. I don't like I, it. I, the more I hear it, because I hear a lot of people around me, they're like, oh, I have imposter syndrome. But I'm like, what, what, what? What is imposter syndrome? And first and foremost, like, who is the imposter? <laughs> you know, like, what are you impostering? What is that? But there's nothing to the imposter. And, but you know what? I'm, I'm. It, what's coming to mind is that it seems as if this world that we're living in, they throw these words at us. They throw these information at us, and when you back to thought, when you decide to grab onto that word, it kind of sort of automatically becomes you, but it's has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with you. How would you encourage somebody that uses the word and says that they have imposter syndrome to kick imposter syndrome in the ass <laughs> and move forward and i'm thinking of a person <laughs> yeah and just be like, we don't yes. need your presence here we don't need your vibration or your frequency yes um see this is a hard one for me because i for one don't believe in imposter syndrome i don't know why it's become so popular you can be or do whatever the freak you want to do at okay. any given moment. And there's no imposter in it. If it's something you want to do in the real, you want to do it, you're doing it. And so even 
faking it till you make it is another one that I've heard people say, and you're not faking it. Mm. You're becoming it. And you have to become what you want. If you want to be wealthy, you have to be wealthy. If you want self-love, you have to start loving self. If you, you're not faking by telling yourself in the morning that mm. morning, you're beautiful. Mm. I love you. You know what I do? Now, you asked the question about self-love. I would love to share this really quick. But I take time to appreciate self and not even just in the inside. Yeah. I'm talking about physically. I sometimes talk to my hands and I'll be like, oh, my God, I love you. You've typed up a whole chapter for mm-hmm. me today. You picked up the mm-hmm. groceries. You're so amazing. You're always here to shower me, to mm-hmm. wash me up, to thank people, to shake mm-hmm. other people's hands. You are my hands. I had you since you mm-hmm. were a baby and you were so little and so soft and you growing with me. And I love that you're here with me. I love that you're my hands. Right. And just that is self-love. That's not faking. Yeah. No. I mean, and even people who spend beyond their means, I don't believe in that. There are no means. You're yeah. on an unlimited planet. So there's people who say, yeah, she she's out there buying Gucci bags and she's spending beyond her means. And who's putting these means on her? Who's putting these limitations mm. on her? If mm. all her money go, guess what? If she's on a frequency of a person that can afford Gucci, her money will replenish and she'll buy more. That's the part yeah. we don't know. That. That's the that. part that... We we keep ourselves in lack because we don't know if you become the frequency of the type of person that can do these type of things, whatever those type of things are, the universe is going to match that frequency and you've now become a new person. We're, we're, we're so chatting. When, when you say become a new person, eh? I... I've, I'm I'm recently discovering that I don't become new. I become me. Yeah. Well, because there's yeah. there's 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 an authentic me within me. Yeah. There's there's that soul yeah. that that knows that like that has all of um all of the wealth, all of the the abundance, and you know whatever that my heart desires that desires me. It's there in me already. And every time that we are shedding, I strongly believe that we are coming back into ourselves, to our authentic selves. Yeah. And the reason why I say it like this is because, you know, when people say um, the next version of yourself, I was, and I use that sentence a lot, but I was always under the impression that I'm looking for something like a, a different version, a different look. Like I'm looking to, to, to look different, to be different, to, and it's like, I'm always pursuing something that is not me, but what I'm pursuing is actually myself, my, my, my soul, my authentic person, you know? So for me, I had to stop using this language because it wasn't allowing me to become, but it was pushing me towards trying to search for something far and foreign away from me. And I'll give you a very quick example of that. 
I did a coaching course last year and we were supposed to write a goal. And I wrote a goal. Girl, the goal I wrote, honestly, I sit back and I'm thinking about, I'm like, why? Uh-huh. <laughs> why did you write this goal? <laughs> you know, like it was a goal about like fashion and stuff. And I'm not even, I'm not even close to being in nowhere fashion. Okay. And I don't even think about what I'm doing in the present moment. I didn't think about my podcasting. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about my voiceover. I didn't think about my emceeing. Yes. I didn't set a goal for that. I set a goal for something so far fetched. Yes. Right. And I and I realized that I'm I'm I've been just in this search of this version <laughs> of me that doesn't exist. I love that you said it comes back to you because when I said a, a new person, I, I really meant, you know, the highest version of yourself. And that is what you are trying to reach for, the yeah. highest version of yourself. Of yourself. And that is your life's purpose, is yeah. to get back to you. Yeah. You know, is to get back to you and to evolve you in the process. So yeah. in this life experience, you are supposed to be evolving your consciousness. Yes. Evolving your consciousness to a frequency that you can meet up with it while you're in this 3D reality. Mm. Your con- your highest version of you is never going to come down here with you. Never. So even when you're feeling sad and you're like, help me, you're crying, you're on the floor, you're falling apart. It's never going to come down with you. You have to come up to it. You have to. Period. You have to come up to it. So that's kind of what I meant by, um, you know, I'm on my one millionth version of me. Mm. You know, and just like our skin is shedding every day, you know, we're losing skin. Uh, The cells that's in my body are Mm. not even the cells I had 10 years ago. I have all new cells. I'm a new person. So that's what I mean when I say I'm I'm literally a new person. Physically and mentally and spiritually. I'm not spiritually on the level that I was when I was in the projects. I'm not, I don't have that body, that, that eight year old, no boob heaven, Mm -hmm. (laughs) flat chested, Mm -hmm. bony little girl. I'm not, I'm not, none of that is what I am. I'm aging. I am, I am gracefully becoming the highest version of me. Thank you. I like that. And, and you are, you are becoming the highest version of you. I am. I am. I am. Girl. Okay. We could be on here forever. I think we're going to have to like come back I know, and, I know. and do another. We have to do a part two because yeah, yeah, I'm we feeling have to like tap this, in. this can, this can go on forever. Yeah. I hope I answered all your questions. Um, you I did know. even more. I feel like. I feel like I got off track sometimes, but I get so, I got to get it out. I got to get it out. Like, <sighs> but you know, the thing about, um, these conversations, I used to be very like, 
this is what we're talking about. This is what, like, you know, very like that. But it it blocks the flow. And I just allow the convo to take shape. As I said in the beginning, like, let it flow. And I think that you've given us so many um, nuggets, right, that we could take in our in our pockets today. And we could start using today, right? And, but... Before I do let you go, uh, I'd like for us to kind of look into, first and foremost, you j- recently wrote a book. Um, you've written seven books, so hey, you, this is not your first book. So this is this your seventh book? Yes, it's actually my eighth book. Your eighth uh, book? Yes, but uh, I have three, I have four books in Spanish. In Spanish, yeah, I saw yes. that. I saw that. Yes, yeah, so I have and four it's, books in Spanish. And it's society versus you. Society versus you. Could you, you know, give us a little bit of um, juice, you know, on what this book is about, um, where we could find it? Yes. What inspired you to write it? Yes. Uh, Society versus you is a book that, okay, how about I start here? (laughs) It What inspired me to write Society versus you was... I was doing all this mind work, like you said, you're starting to get into the universe. I was doing all this mind work and I was reading a lot and this and that, but I was still unhappy. I still hadn't found that quite breakthrough and knowing all I knew, knowing all I was worth, all I could be, right? I still was unhappy and I sat down in a dark room and I said, Sonny, all the lights were out. I just said, why are you unhappy? Hmm. And the voice again, my Mm. baby, I call her my baby. I love it. Mm. She said, you're doing everything the way society wants you to do it. And I asked the voice, I said, what do you mean by that? And then this, this, this flush of energy, I want to call it came over me and I flashed through my life really quick. You went to this school because it was the right thing to do. You did this. You're trying to be this kind of mother. You're trying to be this kind of girlfriend. I was doing what society said a good mother was or a good career was or this or that. And that was the acknowledgement that it was me versus society. It was the society version of me that I had been faking. Now you want to talk about fake. I had been so fake. And becoming this version of society that society had enforced on me from things I had seen in media and, and, and expectations that's put on black women for us to be so freaking strong. Mm. Who said I'm supposed to do all of this, you know? And so here I was being the, the society version of a black mother Mm. I'm ripping and running I'm taking these kids to practice I'm this I have no time for myself I'm working 60 hours a week I'm working overtime I'm doing this I'm doing it never complain cooking dinner every night blah 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 I was in this cycle of what was expected of a society version of a black woman a black mother and the real me didn't want to do any of it I didn't want to be that kind of mother I didn't want to be that kind of worker. Mm. So I quit my nine to five. Mm. I signed myself up for yoga. I start Mm. doing things for myself. 
I became the kind of parent that allowed my children to understand these are the tools I gave you all, but mm. you have to know you're living your own experience as well. You have choices. You know what's right from wrong. I am not to micromanage them. They are not my children. They are God's children. They are the universe. Mm. I was a I was mm. a vessel. I was a gateway for them to get here. I, I was a gateway for their spirit to become part of this experience. And it's the reason why children grow up and what do they do? They leave home. You've given your whole life to them. Okay, your entire life to them. You lost all your young years when you were 27. You gave your entire life to them and they grow up and they have a life. It's not for you to control. You can guide them, show mm. them, but they are not your children. Mm. Wow. They are God's children. They are the universe children and they are individuals having their own human experience. experience. They are a spirit in a human body having a human experience. And so you are not their micromanager. Mm. You guide them, you show them, you give them the tools that's most beneficial for them and let them fly. Mm. Same as a bird. As soon as that bird start, you know, learning the wings and stuff like that, that bird can fly on its own. It got to come back home, but you have to allow those kids to fly. They got to learn mistakes. It's growing them. It's they're teaching themselves what life is you shelter them and then that's why they crash because you've made them believe that life isn't this way let them fall let them bust their knee open you know let them have an experience it's theirs to have it's not yours you don't own them so this is when i said oh if you're thinking like this they will crucify you <laughs> how dare you not worship the children you know and i said let's get crucified i'm not doing anything society way anymore so i quit my nine to five okay i didn't have a backup plan i didn't have these businesses that i have now i just quit I stopped being that kind of mother. I stopped being that kind of girlfriend. If I don't feel like cooking, I don't cook. And, and I just laid it. They were like, who are you? I, <laughs> I am finally me. That's who I am. Girl. Oh. I am finally me. So that's what society, that was the inspiration from Society Versus You. Now, as I started writing it, I tapped into something so magical. You know, kind of like this conversation we had, I tapped into something so magical. So I explained vibration, law of attraction, confidence. This is a chapter in there about confidence, about fear. Mm. It's a chapter called fear is an illusion. And so I went, I wrote a chapter about each prize is kind of like each step I had to do to get rid of that version of society that I was. Yeah. Cause wow. she was fake. She was real fake. Mm, I can't wait you know? to read it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. wait to read it. I can't. It I so got fake. myself a copy. Yes. So that's 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 the basis of what society versus you is. Um, anyone who get it, you are in for an amazing, an amazing journey of awakening. You will have at least every chapter will give you an aha moment that you can take into your daily life. And so you could just read the reviews on Amazon. I'm blown away by the support of the people. Five star. 
that I cannot believe the amount of copies I've sold. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe it, but you know, it's just like, I've never, none of my books have done this well. And the fact that people are so in love with it, that they're leaving reviews, you know how hard it is for people to leave reviews. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. just that in itself, I'm so pleased. I'm so grateful. I'm so humble, but I want people to get the book because I truly know that it can change their life. Yeah. It can change your life. We're going to we're going to have to push the book more. We're going to have to yeah. push it so that there's there's a book like that in every household. That there's I mean Society they call it like yeah. they said like every high school needs to have it. Yeah. You know, I've been having people reach out to me and was like, "What is this book?" And you know cuz surprisingly a principal had read it. And he stumbled across it. Someone recommended it to him. And he's like, this needs to be in every high school. If this was taught before, even just right before they graduate, it could it could set a principle for them to know that they're more, you know, they're more than that world they're about to enter into, you know. And so he was like, this needs to be at least in the 12th grade class at least before they start. And so I'm like, oh, that's so humbling. But just the thought of me starting a journey of trying to get it in the schools. Now, here I go on this magical path, you know. Mm -hmm. but, um, it's really remarkable. I'm not just saying it because I wrote it. I've, I've written many books. I've crossed genres. But this book was written from my highest self. My that. ego, my ego is not in this book. It, it was I only wrote when I felt good I only wrote when something came through to me and I've never written a book like that I used to always put myself on a schedule you know you write from mm -hmm. this hour to that hour um but I had no deadlines I flowed with the book mm -hmm. the book was written uh three years ago and I took some chapters out because I had grew so much in three years mm -hmm. and I rewrote chapters to to fit the what's going on in society right now and um it's magical it's absolutely magical <sighs> last words any words of wisdom yes and so I'll, I'll end with this. You're on a planet with unlimited possibilities. Mm. You are a spirit and a soul having a human experience. You are eternal. This mm. experience is temporary. Live mm. it. Play with it. Have fun with it. Explore it. Hug a tree. Skip down the mm. street. Look silly, look stupid. Do your dream job. Do your dream career. Mm. You live your life. Live your temporary life. Know that you are much more than you ever could imagine you are. Find her. Find the voice. Wow. You don't have to find the voice. She's there. She's waiting She's for there. you to listen. She's just waiting for you to get quiet enough and listen. And I would tell everyone in the world, you should be meditating. You should meditate at least once a day. And if all you can do is 10 minutes, that is 10 minutes that will shift your consciousness to a place you could never imagine. But everyone should be meditating. Everyone yeah, should and, be meditating. And as you said, it's about the observation. You need to, the thoughts are going to come no matter what. Thought is an energy, it's a frequency, it's going to show up. 
when you, I think a lot of times people think when you meditate, you don't think about anything, right? It's like, no, thoughts is going to be present. But as you said, Sunny, the more you observe, the more you're silent and you observe the thoughts, they slowly disappear. Yes. And wipes itself away. Ah, oh, this was so amazing. I feel so good. I'm going to meditate after this. I'm... Um, I, I don't even know <laughs> what to say, but I definitely would love to have you back again um, on Umami. Um, yeah, I already I already know, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, next season. I'm telling you. This I'm is what we're doing. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but before we to. go, before we go, there's something I do like doing with the guests, you know, just to kind of lighten up the convo because sometimes you go deep. Oh, you're <laughs> so, so just deep. To, <laughs> Just to lighten up things and also have our guests get to know you. Some fun questions that I have. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm going to start with one of the questions. My first one is, what is your favorite emoji? Or if you were an emoji, what would you be? My favorite emoji is the thinking one. The one that be like, what? Mm. Just like? <laughs> if I, I was that. an emoji, I would be, my name is Sunny. I would be the sun. <laughs> the sun. <laughs> I just go ahead and be the sun, it. shining bright. Yes. My second question to you is, what music are you bumping to, or what podcasts are you listening to? Uh, music, I listen to a lot of J Cole. Um, I mm. love J Cole, and. Um, I listen to a lot of Spanish music because I've been learning Spanish for tres mm. años, three years. So Ooh. I listen to the music just to um, have my ear trained. So yes. How do you have like a specific J Cole song that you're 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 really like? Mm. Like one no, of your I favorite don't. J Cole. I actually mm. don't. I just put it on and let it rock out. I listen to a lot of um, old school music. You know, The Temptations. Okay, old school like that. Yes, yes, old school like that. Patti LaBelle, Marvin Marvin Gaye. What's going on? What's going on? Yes. So I'm real. I I put my music on Anita Baker. You know, I'm still in that space with music. The new music, I listen to it as well from my kids. Kids. They put me mm-hmm. down on what's going on, but mm-hmm. my genre, my music is definitely old school. Old school. So yes, awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you to pick a number from one to five. I'm gonna go with four. So, if you were given the chance to time travel, which historical event or era would you visit, and what would you do while you were there? Oh, time travel. I know the past doesn't exist, but you know. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Our past was so rough. I'm like, what would I? I know. Like, I don't, I definitely would want to skip skate uh, slavery. Um, so that leaves me with what? Uh... <laughs> oh, this is a good question. Oh my God! Can I pick another number? <laughs> you can. Yeah, yeah. But let's hard. say, okay. Let's say if you were to like time travel into a imaginary universe. Okay. 
Okay. Like, what would you be doing? What would what would that universe look like? Oh, okay. Yeah. So if I time traveled, um, I've always wanted to know how to sing. So I think mm. I I would be um a singing on like floating rock. Like, yes, I would like a universe where um where we can see things vibrating a little bit more because everything is vibrating all the time. Like it feels solid, but you know, and this is just, this is just a fact. Everything is moving. And if you look at things under a microscope, you can see like, Oh my God, everything is like vibrating all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell people, you know, when the uh, sun comes in through the window, Mm -hmm. If you look at those little lint things, uh, I don't know what they are. They be floating around. Do you ever see those? Is you know it, what I'm it's like when the sun comes through, but, uh, like through the window, sometimes yeah. if you can catch it, you'll see yeah. all these little, it's like particles yeah. just, just floating around. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I would yeah. like a time where, where we're floating a lot more. I think, I think this reality is too dense. It's too mm. serious. It's too dense, and I feel like we we should be a little bit lighter. Our body shouldn't be so heavy, you know. We should just be a little bit lighter, you know. So I would like a, a less dense reality, reality because the denseness is what make us forget that this is an illusion, because it feels so heavy, it feels so real, but this is an illusion. So, you know, I what's an like illusion? That this life experience okay so we're gonna have a part two and we're gonna talk about this illusion that we're living in yeah yeah we're not gonna get into that today but definitely most definitely this is an illusion so i would love to talk about that at another on another show yeah because yeah, that's kind of deep too mm-hmm. oh my goodness okay all right hon thank you so much Sunny, for showing up today if somebody's trying to connect with you um if anyone wants to maybe do some uh let's looking for a coach uh where can they find you and are you open for new clients yes yes i am open for um a few new clients and anyone can find me at sunnytconnor.com um Perfect. everything is there you can get my books there everything is under sunnytconnor.com and society versus you have its own website as well because some people who may can't afford to uh buy they can get the uh ebook off the website for only like 2.99 just if they really oh, want to nice. read it and they don't have an Amazon account or Barnes and Noble or whatever so <laughs> i wanted to make it affordable because it's worth reading yeah, yeah. this has been amazing thank you. thank you thank you so much i'm so grateful you're amazing <laughs> Thank you for tuning in today. We encourage you to continue the conversation in our community of open-minded women. And we appreciate your support and feedback. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us on social media at Instagram, Umami Conversation, or through our website at agnesapia.com. So until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep embracing the power of storytelling and mindfulness. Blessings.